Does anyone have a good Sarah Palin impression? Colleen, maybe? <laughs> um, as in, do I sound more like a woman than you guys? Well, so far, so good. Vaguely. Do you feel I comfortable hope. putting on a kind of folksy Sarah Palin Alaskant? Well, we, we can go for it. <laughs> I like that enthusiasm. What will you do if I say no? Then it'll be me or, or Alex. Or me. Or Chris. I don't watch a lot of, like, news or things where political people talk, so I can't say that I, like... Did she say you betcha? Yeah. Oh, you betcha. You betcha. Waiting. I'll wrestle that moose into submission. You betcha. No, it's not very good. <laughs> no, that's much more like Wisconsin slash UP. <laughs> yep, well, that's my voice, so... <laughs> Chris, can you try a take of it? I remember I liked your um oh crap that hurts like heck that you did before. Yeah, hang on, I'm I'm chewing on some food right now. I would Sarah chew that food. Yeah. <laughs> Louder, wetter. Yeah, she would she would chew it in a Well, she wouldn't let big government tell her how to chew her food, don't you? <laughs> you know, she'd just get right in there with that tenacity, you know, I that think... hockey mom spirit. I think Chris wins. Chris wins. Good evening, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 106. We have now done as many episodes as the lucky number chosen by an obscure forum. I'd like to thank Wikipedia for sharing this knowledge with me, which included this sentence, quote, It is rumored that the 106 meme was started by member PCR00. The member claims the story dates back to when he was in high school, and it isn't a very entertaining story. <laughs> Well, no, it is not. I know, like, another not very entertaining story, then. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that are more sad than funny, this week we are talking about Hoarders on A&E, which uh, is not to be confused with the numerous other fake documentaries about people with hoarding disabilities. <laughs> Wait, such as? Ones? What are the last three? Hoarding, Buried Alive. What are the other ones? Um, but that's, that's a spin-off. DLC, then there's uh, Animal Planet, Confessions, Animal Hoarding. Yeah. Porn Stars? <laughs> Sorry, Pawn Stars? Which is not the same as Porn Stars, uh, is not related to hoarding, no. But they're like temporary hoarders, no? But they get rid of it. Yeah, but... It's like a business. I think just getting pummeled by something means you're hoarding it. Baghdad <laughs> is not a hoarder of American Scud missiles. <laughs> they are, though. They're collecting so many. <laughs> <laughs> that town has a problem. <laughs> uh, not funny, but funny. Yeah, more <laughs> it's like this show. So you can uh, you can watch this along with us. Actually, if you go to A&E's website, you can see several current episodes, including a couple of the ones we're talking about today. We're talking about season four, episodes one, two, and three, or depending on how you number them, two, three, four, or three, four, five. If you want to suggest a topic, go to read-weep.com slash suggest. Fill out that little form. You can also vote on other people's suggestions and let us know what you would most like us to conquer next. Also, this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you go to that address and sign up for a free trial of their book a month subscription, you get that free book just for signing up, and you support our show. And even if you cancel that membership before it charges you anything on your credit card, we get to keep that support and that warm, fuzzy feeling that we get from getting money. Hoarding money? Are we hoarding money too now? Temporarily, sure. I mean, we're not very good at that one. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think we're going to get intervention for hoarding money anytime soon. Hey guys, i got a very special panel for you today. First up, of course, I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. I'm a comedian from Portland, Oregon. You can follow everything I do on stage and on the web by going to alexfalconecomedy.com. 
My website is sort of like a porn star's birthday. It's updated frequently. Ah, nice. I got a very special group of guests joining me. First up, uh, don't let him offer you a beverage. That's not lemonade in those bottles. In Northern California, it's Ezra Fox. (laughs) Millions of dollars is the only difference between me and Howard Hughes. (laughs) I have all the creepy and none of the wealth. Did Howard Hughes pee in bottles? Yes. Yes. Is that a thing? Yes. Is that the guy from The Aviator? Yes. Well, I mean, that was... What? Yes. Wait. So that was. Let's when he just say yes. Pulled up in the hotel room and they did. They yeah. Wanted to, yeah. Man, that's a fucking great reference that it took me a long time to understand. That was good. <laughs> All right, and also joining us today, his house is like a trip to the toy store. If the toy store only sold used, outdated crap, and that there was a fat guy and a rascal driving around in the middle of your toy store in Seattle, Washington, it's Chris. If only my rascal would fit around the rascally rabbits in my house, Ugh. then you could keep everything. Then I could keep everything. I like to think of you as a disgruntled Willy Wonka. Like, <laughs> before he gave up the empire, he just got fat and ornery. He just got spherical and downsized significantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he became like Oompa Loompa proportion, but bigger. Oh, yeah. He ate an entire Oompa Loompa. I don't know one would do it. He was kind of a big man. Also joining us today. Hey, it's not the argument show. It's a Billy Bob show. Get going. <laughs> Also joining us today, she's got 60 cars on her 150-acre forest. Also, she may have ended the Cold War uh, in Portland, Oregon. It's Colleen. But anyway, I invented everything and ended many wars. And one thing I cannot invent is a way to stop hoarding cars. I, uh, there, I, found, I decided to do a little more research on this guy, just on the off chance that he really had ended the Cold War. And I found an article from the, the local paper in his area for the day that this episode ran. And it had the, it had the phrase... Kaler also says he designed military satellites, hardware, and electronics for fighter planes, and a prototype for the Toyota Prius. Toyota spokesman Greg Thome said he is, quote, not aware of Mr. Kaler. Expected he didn't do that. Well, no. if he was telling the truth about ending the Cold War, do you really think that that's something like that would be, like, declassified? And when they're asking if that, like, industrial mixer could be used for anything, he, they're like, could you use this for something? And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, I need that in one of my inventions to, to, to make things... Yeah, because you can't talk about the thing because it's a military secret. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Chris on this one. There's no way you get like 150 acres of land without like... In Santa Cruz County. Yeah, yeah. without doing something. I mean, yes and no. On the other hand, you're getting, he's getting sued for $20 million because yeah, that land is timberland. And seems fine the... with it. Yes, because California is broke as fuck. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, Toyota has never heard of him. Okay, but they must have been lying because if Toyota says that I'm not aware of this guy... They... You know, they were just told about. They're aware of him now. I mean, do you think they, like, have the staff of Toyota memorized, like, in this entire history? I would assume that he had the ability to go look him up. (laughs) It's all the way over there. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was just hoarding his own spokespersoning. (laughs) Hoarding his own spokes? Yeah, like a giant-ass bike. (laughs) Like, I'm not giving you an answer. That's mine. My answer is... Keep it. Keep it. (laughs) Keep it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we're, we're getting into it, aren't we? <laughs> All right. It's before we uh, talk about any more. Uh, just on the off chance that you haven't seen Hoarders yet, or any of the spinoffs, uh, Chris. Yeah. Today, I would like you to summarize. Uh, this will be a little more open ended. I would like you to summarize in the style that you think the narrator would have had if he hadn't been replaced by title cards. Oh man, I kind of think it's like a Law and Order type thing. All right, let's hear it. In the United States, more than three million people are hoarders. Hoarding is compulsive behavior and a mental disorder marked by an obsessive need to acquire and keep things. 
even if the items are worthless, hazardous, or fucking gross. That's right. <laughs> this show follows hoarders. With a team of experts, psychologists, professional organizers, and the good folks at 1-800-GOT-JUNK? They will go ahead and visit people who hoard all kinds of things, from dolls to cars to lots and lots of furniture. But all hoarding seems to stem from a traumatic event in the past or compensating for something. And it's really the root cause of those that they're trying to get at in three days with a lot of guys in trucks. It's not very effective, but hey, it's television. Hoarders, now on A&E, everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start now, like every show, we'll start now with a compliment. We call it the compliment sandwich. That's what makes us legitimate, fair, and reasonable criticism, in addition to being highly entertaining. So, Colleen, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. What do you prefer? Uh, I'll start it off. I guess my first just general compliment is just I absolutely love this show. I think it's the best show on television almost aside from a lot of other shows that I like. Um, but my favorite part uh. is just imagining like how these people get on the show. Cause usually they look just like completely oblivious to the fact that they're on TV and really oblivious to anything in the outside world. Like they're obviously not getting onto the show themselves. Like you would be maybe if you were on say yes to the dress. So I'm like, <laughs> it's like adult protective services or whatever, like the government where they're at is calling them, sending them notices, be like, you're about to be evicted. You're going to have to pay like $20 million in fines. Like this is going to happen tomorrow unless you're on this A&E special show called Hoarders. And then they're like, well, fuck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, I sort of assumed that it's always like the, the daughter who signs them up and is just like, hey, mom, there's a documentary here about how some great mothers are. And they go, oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's some dupery involved. Yeah, I don't like imagining that. I like imagining it's the Adult Protective Services offering them to be on hoarders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this reminds me of a, my, uh, I have a comic friend here named Mike Dergoo who has a uh, great joke about hoarders where he's like, a lot of people like to say, I don't think I'm a hoarder. You know an easy way to tell if you're a hoarder? They're filming an episode of Hoarders in your living room. <laughs> That's a giveaway every time. <laughs> yeah, I do like the idea that they could have like one one episode though where they're just completely screwed up, like they get the number wrong, and like they're just like bringing this guy who has one chair in his house, and like you know, everything else is just barren. Got, like a small collection of keychains. Yeah. 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 I know. They should have a show called what, The Opposite of Hoarders, where they're just like, you don't have enough stuff. Tibetan monks, that show? <laughs> yeah, they should go intervention on them. Yeah. Be like, Stuff. You don't even keep your own hair. Take all the stuff from the hoarders and give it to the monks. Here's the deal, monk. Here's this pile of stuff. You have to say keep to some of it, otherwise we can't fill your house. <laughs> <laughs> but half of these are Pokemon cards. I don't want them. Just j- Jesus walking around. Give away. Give away. Yeah. Give away. Now you gotta say keep at some point. Transcend material objects. Transcend material <laughs> objects. <laughs> Alright, uh, moving along. Uh, I guess I'll be the second compliment today. I really like stories with missing details. It's <laughs> just a, a pet project that I like to collect. And uh, there's a moment in the uh, first episode where the doll lady says this, quote, When I was nine, I wanted to be a nun, but I wanted kids, so I got married. There is some missing information there, unless you got married at nine. <laughs> hey, Jeffrey, it's Wednesday wedding day, women's choice, so I choose you to be my ma- We're married now. Those are legally binding, by the way. I think they yeah, are. Pretty sure a gum wrapper, yeah, does so it. So is Friday flip-up day, by the way. That is also legally binding. 
What a slip up. <laughs> you were the only. I want to say that you were the only school that I've ever heard of this on this. Like you're the only no, no, school no, no, of no. perverts. I, no, that happened in my school. Yeah, Monday, Monday marriage day, men's choice. Wednesday wedding day, women's choice. I can't remember Tuesday. Uh, and Friday was flip up day, which was if girls wore skirts, you were allowed to flip up their skirts. Which back then wasn't sexual harassment because we were in kindergarten. It was just harassment. It was it was harassment for sure, but we didn't know it was sexual yet. Oh, I never wore skirts in kindergarten, so I guess I missed out. Well, apparently I went to a crazy school that was really into alliteration and harassment. <laughs> sure. All right, Chris, what's your compliment? Okay, I never knew how menacing humor could be until this show. Mm. It was actually the producers who wrote this awesome title card. Phyllis, who collects dolls, her son is Ed, and he's not having a lot of success. So the title card says, Having little success, and with time running out, Ed tries a different strategy with Phyllis. Humor. <laughs> you know. Uh, so these yeah. two Jewish guys walk into a bar. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I'll give it up. I'll give it up. Exactly. It's like torture with bad jokes. Hey, Mom, <laughs> how many hoarders does it take to screw in a light bulb? As many as I can get. Oh. <laughs> I just came up with that. That was pretty good. All right. <laughs> All right, Ezra. Uh, this made me so sad. Like, I, no, I seriously, I, I felt like I was just in a deep pit of despair after the first 10 minutes. Can, of this. We, can we take yeah. a short humor break to be real? Oh my god, this was so sad. This was the saddest. It was. It was, it was like it was like 16 and pregnant, but with really old people who didn't weren't pregnant. This was so much worse than 16 and pregnant. My Ooh. jaw was dropped for easily half of the first episode. I was like, oh, it's, okay, it's been going on for four years. So you start watching it four years ago, and it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of crazy. But yeah. then you get completely desensitized to it, and you realize these people are out there, whether it's on TV or not. <laughs> so, I mean... You might as well laugh at them. It's happening. Yeah. That's why it's okay to watch like, them. Just because like, you can see it doesn't mean it's any more sad than if you weren't seeing it. I guess that's sort of true. I guess that kind of moral equivocation will appeal to me. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it's sadder than uh, 16 and Pregnant, because that was just, that destroyed me. But this is up there. I mean, the, No, this is much worse. And both of these... Oh, this was... Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah. I, I didn't see 16 and Pregnant, so clearly I can't make this comparison, but this kind of wrecked me a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's brutal. But Colleen does have a point. The third episode was a lot easier to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the crazy car guy who has 150 acres, he's not as tragic. Yeah, you don't feel as bad for him. But, I mean, the, the lady in Michigan yeah, who was, yeah, Black was Uma pregnant and, wow. you know, was still traumatized from being home invaded and robbed, yeah. you know, and, and basically had all this stuff that she like could not let go yeah um was was pretty hard i mean the third episode was great for that because the third episode they totally lost on both of them yeah they're on too yeah the crazy woodsy einstein and black uma thurman both defeated the efforts of the anti-hoarders um let me see if i can pull a compliment out of all this (laughs) (laughs) so i was pretty shocked and horrified for the first episode and if i could say anything about watching three episodes in a row it's that eventually your body's natural defenses kick in and you do become numb (laughs) (laughs) and you just start vomiting until you cannot see anymore Actually, I think there's a really interesting tie-in with these two things. I think there's a great, fascinating experiment going on. Because I think one of the tricks, the keys to this show, is it reaffirms humans' ability to adapt to anything if it's slow. Yeah. And I think the same way for you is that you were able to adapt to the horrors of hoarders by doing a lot of it. Just like those people got used to living in squalor. I gotta be honest, I feel like I kind of went in the wrong direction afterwards. Because, like, literally today, we sold most of our furniture. 
<laughs> like, I'm not well, even kidding. Wasn't that just really a scheduling coincidence with your movie? Yes, it was. But I mean, it's very unfortunate <laughs> to be to be moving at the same time as we're watching this stuff because you you probably we probably got rid of some stuff we needed to keep. I don't know. <laughs> did, did any of you any parts of you feel like this just made you want to pat yourself on the back for being pretty tidy, all things considered? I, I mean, I feel very good about myself for having any clean floor space at this point. <laughs> having a bed that is just for bed. Yes, and no. occasionally for dirty laundry, but mostly now for bed because I threw away all that laundry. You know, I just moved a week ago and we're in the process. I just moved in with my girlfriend and we're in the process of like, you know, figuring out how to combine two apartments of stuff into one apartments of stuff. Throw away both of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just burn it all. Just burn it all. I don't want any of it anymore. <laughs> okay, so my major compliment is that I think if I were a lady, I would want to marry Corey Chalmers, extreme hoarding cleanup specialist. <laughs> Corey Chalmers is from Atlanta, and he's really organized, and he has a really great gung-ho attitude towards almost anything. <laughs> he also wears almost exclusively black and doesn't appear to care if he gets muddy. He's like the Anderson Cooper of hoarders. <laughs> I'm sold. I'll take I five. I like think that if you were going to marry a guy, Chris, that it would be somebody who was well-dressed and super gung-ho. Well, you don't want a downer. Yeah, you, you do don't it. want a downer. I'm not shopping for a fixer-upper, Alex. You guys would be such an annoying couple. <laughs> they would get it done, though. Seriously, oh, like, man. hey, Alex, do you want to come visit me and my husband? We're going to celebrate our third marathon today. No, I don't want to be around you guys. You're too gung-ho. I want to hang out with a hoarder. <laughs> really? You want to hang out with, with Phyllis and her dolls? Those are my only two options. When he... <laughs> what about Billy Bob before he got angry? Yeah, oh. he was fun. They had every Atari game ever when they were growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Or or even uh, Roy, you know, out in the woods would be kind of fun. I, yeah. I would hang out with Roy and or his daughter for some period of time. I would definitely want to steal like whatever he did to stop the Cold War, sell it to the Russians, see what happened. <laughs> And they'd start it right up again. (laughs) Yeah, you you do realize, Ezra, that if you gave the Russians the thing that ended the Cold War, it wouldn't, like, you'd have to go back in time for that to make a difference. I'm sure he has an invention for that. We'll use the industrial mixer. (laughs) (laughs) You just strap that onto the back of the electric beetle. (laughs) The city bus, yeah. All right, so now it's time for the hate segment. Today we're going to play a game, Rock'em, Hate'em, Robots. Hey! Thank you very much, Bill Transki, for the ideas. In any order, what is something you disliked about the show, besides the, as already discussed, sadness? Sound ding, effects. ding. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> I think that was both at the same time, both sound effects and me going ding, ding. <laughs> were you saying just... sound effects, or do you hate sound effects from the show? I hate the sound effects, but I was, I guess, describing what Chris was doing at the time. <laughs> what sound effects are you talking about? So, basically, it seems like they... Somehow in the like unemployment line, they got the guy who did the shittiest horror movies ever, and just oh, got oh yeah, every yeah. single sound effect like musical cue on the show. Yeah, they did, like with the dolls, they like zoom in on a doll's face and they go. Yeah, yeah, man, I just I hate violins now. Like I just like all the strings forever are ruined for me. Oh yeah, it was funny. rough. That, and the uh, in 1998, right? That kind of stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. It was a title card instead of a narrator, but it was that same, like, zzzz. Yeah, very yeah. intense. Well, the thing that I hate is the title cards. Yeah, me too. Because, as I've mentioned, I, I watch a lot of these shows, and usually when I'm watching them, it's not the only thing I'm doing. I'm, like, you know, surfing the internet or eating a snack or, you know, 
a multitude of different things. And they put these words up on the screen that fill in imperative parts of the story. Yeah. But you have to read them to get it. And if I, like, am looking down at my snack or something for that, like, eight seconds it's up, I just have no idea yeah. why she's doing it. My whole plan today was I'll watch three episodes of Hoarders in a row because I have to, and I'll get some other stuff done. And, yeah, not as much because of the stupid yeah. title cards. I wrote that same thing down. Oh, I'm going to disagree with you guys, actually. And I was talking with friend of the show, Nikki, last night over dinner. And she was saying that, you know, and I, I think this is really true. They repeat a lot of that information. Like, a lot of times. They're like, you know, turns out Phyllis is a hoarder. She collects dolls. And then in the title card, Phyllis has a lot of dolls. And then there's the son going, my mom has a lot of dolls. I'm totally well, Maybe this is actually this like a compliment. Like, A&E understands that people require different <laughs> learning techniques. They're like, some people like to hear it. A&E understands the distracting nature of snacks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's something I hate. Obviously, one of the large sponsors of the show is 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Question mark. Yeah, I hate that. First of all, question mark is not a phone number. Part of, like, I don't know <laughs> what that button is. And second of all, your company name is a reference to a 90s commercial for milk. You got, there's got to be something you could name your company. Like, like 1-800, you got your junk in my peanut butter? Or, <laughs> That's or junk That sounds like a very different service, Ezra. Taste the junk, Bo? You got your junk in my peanut butter sounds like a, no, like a passive-aggressive note from your roommate. <laughs> There's just a junk print in the peanut butter jar. And you're like, excuse me, you might not realize this, but some of us like to eat the peanut butter before it has junk prints in it. How do we get to this place? And also, I like that your note was so kind. You may not have realized this. Because we, you know, we you were raised Protestant, but yeah. some of us don't fuck the peanut butter. <laughs> and if we do, we buy our own. Yeah, jars. please, please only fuck the peanut butter with your label on it. <laughs> the GIF is for eating. The Skippy is for fucking. <laughs> serious. All right, that's... or at least the crunchy is for eating. Clearly, yeah. I would love it if peanut butter companies started marketing towards this activity, and they feel like crunchy for your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we definitely need to ask our fans what the name for this activity is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I. Okay, never mind. Do you have one? Peanut busting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that might have been it. All right. You might have nailed that one. Hey, you know what we should do? We should ask our female listener how much she's enjoying this conversation of peanut butter fucking. Is this something that you guys do? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's I would fun. never admit to doing that. It's not something that we do necessarily for our own good, but, you know, if you're trying to punish your roommate... <laughs> or stir the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, let's, hey, let's play this game, Colleen. If you had a penis, would you fuck the peanut butter? Would you peanut bust? It's so sticky. Yeah. When I was in college, we always talked about fucking a cantaloupe. But never peanut butter. I could see a cantaloupe having several advantages over peanut butter. The <laughs> <laughs> plus side is like a peanut butter jar is much more manageable, I think. A ketchup packet, for example. Yeah. <laughs> never think. But a peanut butter jar. Why would I even occur to you to think about talking about fucking a ketchup packet? <laughs> That's so weird. Because soy sauce burns, Colleen. In- soy sauce burns. <laughs> we got in there. All right. I hate that the show made me so uncomfortable. Because occasionally on the title cards, they would say, so-and-so had a change of heart. And I assume that means the producer threatened to murder him. 
God. <laughs> and so I felt bad that I was watching a show that was run by the mob. Some of those people did seem to have some a little bit of coaching or a little bit, you know. I think there's a lot of studio magic that happens with the editing room. Yeah, or that there was, was a carrot, not just stick, and the carrot was off screen. It was like, well, we're not going to give you all this free junk removal. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, can you imagine that conversation? Usually the way like mob shakedowns go, it's like, nice story you have. Be ashamed if something happened to it. And be like, the opposite is like, it's a terrible place you have. It'd be a shame if it got cleaned up. <laughs> it would be a shame. All right, other hates? Mine is for the inattentive children and weak-willed spouses that these people have. I mean, I realize that everybody probably has personality disorders in these families. But, like, when it gets to the point where the son goes, well, $50,000 is probably hoarding. There's no other way to splice it. Why didn't they stop her at 100? Yeah, I think 40,000 would have been a number. Yeah, 40, 10,000. Like, 100, you might start to get weirded out. But when he crossed into the tens of thousands... And thousands of pounds. Yeah. They hauled away, like, ten tons of dolls. Yeah. Here's how I figure it. <laughs> uh, I think there's a rule for dolls. Take 50, subtract your age from that number, you can have that number of dolls. <laughs> I, I think they probably just at some point were like, I just want to see where this goes. <laughs> like, how many dolls can she have? Yeah, I guess yeah. maybe. Yeah. See, that's... That kind of brings me to another one of my hates is that I feel like sometimes they like it's just kind of such a lost cause that instead of trying to fix the hoarder, they should develop it into like a different reality show or do something else with it. Like with Phyllis, I wish that instead of getting her to clean up her dolls, instead they had put her on her own little island and done like a reality spinoff show called The Island of Dr. Phyllis, where she performs vivisection. (laughs) I would have taken Doll Survivor also, where they get voted off one by one. Other hates? I got a hate on religion, I guess. Okay. So Father Doc yeah. shows up after everything's been cleaned out to perform, like, a light exorcism. That's, like, that's pretty, pretty, pretty weak work. I don't know. I think, I think mopping and garbage removal is a light exorcism. Why didn't he do a full-blown exorcism? Yeah, exactly. Th- that seemed necessary. I, there are lots of things you could have done more. <laughs> more exorcism. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you here, Ezra. I think... Uh, God helps those who help themselves, and I'm I'm gonna th- any time from now on that somebody cleans their house, I'm gonna think of it as a mild exorcism. The power of Swiffer compels you. <laughs> the power of this ad was required, but not approved by Audible. Coming soon to TLC and E. Wanda, I don't want to give up my gun collection. But, Pa, I can't sleep on my bed. Oh, gosh. Wow, Sarah Palin. That's right. It's Sarah Palin's Hoarders. Well, show me what you got here, Eddie. Well, this here is my moose head room. Moose. Brr, moose. There might be a live one, too. Well, sure, I can help you there. I'll wrestle that moose into submission. Come here, Bullwinkle. That's my tooth. Gotcha. And here's my flag collection. Used to be our bathroom. Now I have to go outside. Well, those flags look great. Moose. Oh, another moose. This one looks like my daughter, Piper. Round two, Thidwick. 
He's an obscure Dr. Seuss character. <laughs> Just like Wrestling Todd. Snowmobile champion. Finally, here's a room dedicated to holding different apple pies and apple pie memorabilia. What? No moose? Moose in here all have diabetes on account of all the pies. <laughs> that stuff will kill ya. Then you better watch out for Type 2 Sarah Palin, Rutten Took, twins from the Disney film Brother Bear, featured in Brother Bear 2, the moose are on the loose. I'll get ya. <laughs> this pitbull's wearing lipstick. <laughs> People of Alaska's elbow. <laughs> so, are you gonna help us? Or. Hey, Wanda, I crashed through a wall and ended up in an empty room. Is it filled with freedom? Kinda, it's my book collection. I went to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep, got a free audiobook, and it doesn't even take up any space. <laughs> Man, you let the mooses in here. Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. The most impressive part is that he found that many famous mooses. Moose-eye. Peace? <laughs> Mouse? Musanda? No. Sokoa? Still no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for another Read It and Weep debate. Today's debate, is hoarders helping or hurting? We're going to leave the direct object vague in this debate. Hoarder in the court, hoarder in the court. (laughs) (laughs) This week's debate... Shall commence. Alex, on the affirmative side, or on the side of Hoarders is helping. Please go ahead. I'm going to say that this show is helping the people who are hoarders because the way the show works, first they take everything out of the house and put it on the lawn, and then they have the hoarders go through it and decide what they want to keep and throw away, and they almost always say keep. And what I noticed was they start smiling at some point because they've been given a chance to re-hoard all of their own stuff. (laughs) You just gave them the best store ever because it's only stuff they already like and it's free. Rebuttal. Ezra. I think it's definitely hurting because the got junk people's backs are going to be terribly in pain just during that process. Especially if it you know, is basically spinning their wheels and does nothing. That we like feudal and lower back pain. That's a, like the worst of both worlds. Good point. Everybody hates ergonomics. All right, Alex. So I want to get one more word done on that, which was that... Uh, I don't think the way your muscles work is that they're more sore if the activity was futile. I'm... No, that's not true. They are. Ezra's pretty right on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ezra, your point. Okay. It's definitely hurting because I think it has created the worst job ever, which is clearly the cameraman for hoarders. <laughs> because <laughs> basically, all right, so I, I felt like I was sick and like dirty after being exposed to each of these person's homes for roughly 20 minutes apiece. Now, imagine you're a cameraman for hoarders and you have to spend three days in these people's homes continuously throughout your life. Alex, brief rebuttal. Brief rebuttal. Ezra, do you have any evidence to prove that this was not one of those bomb robots that was sent in with a camera on it? (laughs) Super good call. Robots are everywhere. Okay, wait. I think they bumped into something at one point, and they did not... uh, The thing they bumped into did not lose a balloon. So... (laughs) We are talking about Mario Kart, right? Apparently one of us is. I'm going to tag in here. Ezra, let's talk about Mario Kart for a second. Still pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. I played some N64 Mario Kart recently. It was excellent. 
What's your rebuttal? Oh, yeah. Mario Kart's great. We can all agree on that. Yeah. Mario Kart. Colleen wins that point. All right. Alex. <laughs> Colleen takes an early lead, one nothing. <laughs> point two, Ezra. This is clearly hurting because it's just getting people to spend more on cosmetics. As one of the people said to someone else, that you have to throw away cosmetics after a certain point uh, because cosmetics expire. And as a result of that, you're just going to kill more whales, which I think is how we get cosmetics. And people will blow more of their life Wait. savings on lipstick, which I think is a cosmetic. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't know a lot of uh, cosmetics here. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a point of clarification, I don't either. So what part of whales are we getting cosmetics from? Or are we just killing them so that we can steal their cosmetics? <laughs> you guys did not think this one through ahead you of time. You guys did not. So uh, I'm going to tag in here. You're actually yeah. referring to perfume. It used to be that perfume was made with, I think, the afterbirth of whales. Um, and also whales. other other gland stuff of whales. But um, I'm just going to solve this right now. Cosmetics. No, no, no if you tagged in, I'm the judge now. Uh, I'm going to give it to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucking A. Also, lipstick grows on girl trees. Go. <laughs> All right. So my point, too, is this. This show is actually helping because it taught us about a lot of resources we may not have known was out in the community. Like, for example, Adult Protective Services, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, and the Hoarder Whisperers, who can come in and uh, talk your hoarder down from a ledge. Uh, counterpoint, since I've tagged in for Ezra. Yes, Chris. Let's hear it. While there is a shred of evidence that you might be correct in some cases, such as I didn't know there was a professional organizer as a profession. For example. For example, this show could have been sponsored by anybody, and I wouldn't have known. I mean, it could be sponsored by Tostitos, and the answer could have been, you need to host a chips and salsa party in three days, and this house better be spotless, you know? I completely agree. I think you're arguing for my side. Chips and salsa is delicious. Well, I know about Wait, all you're of these just services. taking the point that chips and sauce is delicious. I'm saying it's it's not like educating me about anything. He is right about that, though. Colleen, do you have a, a, a chime in here? Not a relevant one, no. Great, let's hear it. Oh, well, I just, we start talking about food, and then I remembered that you guys, we ate the pizookies, and that was good. <laughs> point Colleen. Two to one to well, Colleen. There's no point in the tie-breaking round, because Colleen is clearly one. Ladies and gentlemen, today's debate ch- champion, Colleen. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it might have been an easy win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just say what goes on in my head, and you guys seem to like it. So Yeah, that's why we keep asking you back. <laughs> so in the in the debate of is hoarders helping or hurting, uh, clearly... Mario Kart and Pazookis <laughs> are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. What is the last nice thing you're ever going to have to say about hoarders? Or in Colleen's case, the next one that you're going to say. <laughs> for this, we go in reverse order. So, Chris, you are first. Uh, I really liked all of the uh, local TV caliber media training that the experts had on this show. So you had uh, Dr. Zazio, who is a blonde lady with a lot of hairspray. And you had, of course, uh, my future husband, uh, Corey Chalmers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they just they seemed polished but very flappable. And I, I think I like that. <laughs> that's, huh. that's also how I like my um wooden wind chimes as well. <laughs> that's how I like my pancakes. Polished with butter and flapjackable. <laughs> I I'm with you. All right, Ezra, you're my minor compliment. There's a really great Nicolas Cage moment. One of the doctors said it. I'll see if I can get just let me just play the clip. 
that anger has you clutching it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. It was super good. Yeah, I also anger poo. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of your bodily functions motivated by some emotion. Is that... That's right. What's spit? Disappointment or yeah? What does it mean when you're fucking peanut butter? What does that feel like? Excellence. Emotionally. Squishy. <laughs> squishy. <laughs> I'm feeling squishy. All right, my minor compliment is this. In episode two, the B story, they finally got what I think they should do in almost all of these, which is they added the adorable element, which was the daughter of the lady who was not cleaning the house, who, although she was very happy to get her own room at the end, also seemed very pleased that she was never expected to clean up anything. <laughs> yeah, she was just indiscriminately happy. She was so happy. And then she actually said the like a really adorable sentence. She said... Uh, I just don't like to clean up. It's just boring to me. It's the horriblest thing ever that could happen to me. <laughs> that is like, definitely a first world problem. Cause yeah, like... <laughs> becoming a hoarder, also a problem. Uh, and then, yeah, like starving to death. Many other things are worse. Yeah. <laughs> but having to clean up after herself seemed like the worst punishment anyone could ever inflict. That's right. She probably enjoyed living in that house. Is it my turn to compliment? Go. Well, mine ties right into yours. Ooh. Perfect. Which is that... My favorite thing about this show is when they involve little kids, like cute little Sabrina, because we know now that in 40 years, Annie will still be able to find the, these little baby hoarders who have grown up to full-blown grown-up hoarders, and so we can continue, continue to have these reality shows on hoarders forever. If she got emancipated, we could have her own show called 16 and Hoarders. <laughs> So we're just collecting babies? Yeah, sure. That's one thing. Or just, like just just see where she's what she's developed into. Wow. I do like these like crossover show ideas though. Top hoarder, where hoarders compete. Yeah. Yeah, or like uh, John and Kate plus hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> it's just John and Kate in a in a medium sized house full of hoarders and they can't move anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many hoarders in the house. Well dude, John and Kate are totally baby hoarders. They they sort of are. Or like pimp my hoarders. Or like <laughs> myth hoarders, put fancy, yeah. You can't put, put fancy rims on your hoarders. Yeah. Or myth Yo, hoarders, dog. where somebody thinks there's a ghost underneath their garbage, and Tori Belici will dive in and figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. I think I like pimp my hoarder the best. That's the, that's the real. Uh, you got your junk in my peanut butter moment. <laughs> For the record, I say this: this show had substantially more peanut butter fucking than any. Like I'd say the last fifty shows combined. <laughs> wow, that's brave of you to make that assumption. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, people. Very confident. Yeah. Please write in on the Facebook page. <laughs> I think the more interesting question is, has this show now, upon this release, had more peanut butter fucking or more whale vaginas? Uh, Please include that in all iTunes reviews of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which you want more of, which you want less of. that is it for our show thank you so much for joining us we'll be back again next week with episode 107 where we will be talking about the host by stephanie meyer another tide you over until the final twilight movie well the first half of the final twilight movie comes out uh until then we will be talking about her one of her other terrible works so join us next week you can get that book for free again on audible audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep um if you have any feedback for today's show please let us know read it slash contact and uh also, if you can think of an activity uh, that is uh, on par with uh, peanut busting, or if you can think of a better, if, if, heaven forbid, you can think of a better name 
for humping a jar of peanut butter than peanut busting, do let us know. Go to facebook.com slash read and weep and let us know. Yikes. Thank you as always for being here, Chris and Ez. Yep. Yeah. You guys were great. And uh, Colleen, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with us. You're welcome. Do you want to mention your blog or something else or anything? Oh, yeah. I've been a little lazy about my blog, but I'm sure all kinds of great things will coming, be coming soon at ultimatehardbody.net. Excellent. Well, we, uh, we look forward to talking to you again. It's always a pleasure, Colleen. All right. That is it for our show. Take care. Goodbye. Round two, Thidwick. <laughs> Just like wrestling Todd, people of Alaska's elbow. <laughs> <laughs>